Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the last week of the church year. Our readings this week in Morning Prayer are there to prepare us to enter the season of Advent and the start of the new church year. It will be the readings that we'll hear coming up in worship this weekend. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together. To it the tribes go up the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there the thrones for judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say, Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord, I will seek your good. The Jerusalem temple was the place where sacrifices were made and offerings were given in praise and thanksgiving for all that God had done, in worship according to the way that God had prescribed for his people. Prayers were also directed toward the temple, prayed in the temple, but also no matter where you were in the world, orienting yourself toward the direction of the temple was there. It was also a visible sign and symbol of God's presence among and with God's people. And since David and Solomon built the temple in Jerusalem, the city David chose for his capital, it was also created to serve as a powerful and visual symbol of God's rule over God's people through God's anointed, the king. Yet the biblical story tells us that as powerful a symbol as the temple might be, it never really lived up to its promise. 
when the Israelites break into two kingdoms right after the death of Solomon, only the southern kingdom of Judah orients its worship and life toward Jerusalem. The ten other tribes look differently. When the Babylonians conquer Jerusalem, they destroy the temple and send the royal court and temple leadership into exile back in Babylon. When they return from exile and they rebuild the temple, it does give those returning from exile a specific place to once again worship, sacrifice, give offerings, turn their prayers towards something they can orient their life as they say their prayers and give thanks to God for God's salvation. But once again, we discover that the symbolic message of the temple exceeds its powers and abilities to deliver. When the temple is destroyed again, this time by the Romans in AD 70, the visible sign of the temple comes to an end. And while for some it sparks a crisis of their faith, there have been, from the beginning, other voices in scriptures, in scripture that tell us that we should look at the temple for what it was, a limited and temporary symbol of an unlimited and eternal God. In his teaching, Jesus reveals that he is fulfilling the promise of the temple. It is in Jesus that the fullness of God dwells, dwells within this world, takes on human flesh, comes among us. It is toward Jesus that our prayers are oriented, that our life is oriented. It is to Jesus that we we offer up our praise and thanksgiving for God's salvation coming into the world. It is in Jesus that God is writing God's promise and covenant directly into our hearts. When Jesus prepares his disciples for the sending of the Holy Spirit after his death and resurrection, he is preparing his disciples to be, as we continue to dwell in him and he in us, the temple of the Holy Spirit. But that is not the end of the promise, however. Jesus' rule over the whole earth and the sending of his apostles to make disciples of all nations has us look to this entire earth as God's new Jerusalem, a holy city without need for temple or light or lamp or sun, because God dwells in the midst of us, in the midst of this city, throughout the whole entire world. When we read Psalm 122, we are reading the songs that pilgrims sang as they were going up to Jerusalem to worship. But this song also has us look beyond ancient Jerusalem to see Jesus the Christ enthroned and calling all nations to come and worship in the light of his presence. You should happen to go out and take a walk outside this morning or today in God's good creation. Maybe consider what this means for us now that Jesus has been crucified, raised, and ascended to God's right hand. What it means for us to be walking here on this planet in the courts of the Lord's house. To be walking and praying here in this holy city where the Holy Spirit has come to dwell in us and with us as God's people. Where God's thrones have been set up for the just and righteous rule and judgment of the world. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel, who have come to your people and set them free. 
You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationships with others. For who else, for what else are we thankful this morning? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land and for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, for those who come to St. Paul's Food Pantry, for those who serve there, for those who govern the nations of this world, that they may work for peace and justice and equity among nations, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, that they might experience your peace, for all those who are working for peace and international harmony, that their efforts at building community, of bringing peace, of bringing people together might bear fruit for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else? For what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through this night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. 
love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.